Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in for another Rump Chat. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. Discover your potential with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Rump Chat today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Rump Chat. Now everybody, enjoy the show. Come fly with me, let's fly, let's fly away If you can use some exotic booze There's a bar in far Bombay Come on and fly with me Oh, the glory days of flying Let's fly, let's fly away You guys remember when you see those videos back in the day When people would put on a suit and tie to go fly Here's my favorite part in Lama Land, there's a one-man band, and he'll toot his flute for you. Come Have you ever asked someone to toot your flute me. for you? Let's take off <laughs> in the blue. Oh. Once I get you up Come fly with me. That is kind of the, uh, the intro that we're going to use today for a guest of honor, a uh, good friend of mine, a great friend of rodeo, a great friend of the bull riders. A guy, we're right here at Rodeo Austin. We just got done with the performance a little bit ago, and and uh, he's got three performances left before he calls it a day on an outstanding bullfighting career in and out of the arena, fighting bulls, bucking bulls. Now he's an ag pilot with Hook and A-Air, um, a guy who's done a lot of different things. And uh, probably probably one of the coolest dudes ever when we, we – we actually, this is the second time to start, so we started a really good rum chat a little bit ago, but my card was full. So we got to get a, a little – a little preview of, of what to expect, but uh, today's special guest, the guest of honor, with three performances left before he calls it a day, the great Evan Allard, Venita, Oklahoma, everybody. Also, the cool thing is, like, we, we don't just have Evan today. We got the whole Rodeo Austin Bullfighting staff, which includes world champion Weston Rakowski, world champion Nathan Harp, and, of course, uh, Evan. So I was a world champion before it was cool to be a world champion. Yeah, yeah, back in the day. Back in but the I mean, day. you've been around just a little bit longer. But hey, so hey, we've all won buckles from there. So <laughs> b- before we before we get rolling, we we decided this is how we're going to do it. Okay, me, Weston, and Nathan Harp, we're all going to take a turn and tell a, our first our first getting to know Evan story. Okay. Evan, so for this, for I know this is all about you today, but for a minute, just shut your mouth, and uh, we're going to talk about you, okay? Sounds good. So I remember Evan very well. It was in 2010 at a bull riding. Uh, A.J. Griffin had put this bull ride on, and he had a bullfight. And I believe it was all stags, wasn't it? Wasn't all it all stags. Wasey Munsell's dad brought. Wasey Munsell's dad brought the stags. Um, I think it was stag number 105 I had that night, believe it or not. I believe I that you remember that. that. You can remember it? But, well... I ended up buying all those stags. That was the one we called Carl. That's oh, another okay. story. Yeah, we got to wait on that. Hold on. Did, did Carl die in Vanita? Unfortunately. <laughs> See, even I remember Carl. <laughs> Man, you really know your stuff when you can remember almost your very <laughs> But when we went back there, we had that bull riding and bullfight, and um, I was underneath the bleachers there in, like, that concrete room. And I was just slamming keystones. And, like, this was one of my first actual bull ridings to ever clown, right? And I was nervous, and I didn't know really. For as much people as I knew, I didn't really know anybody at the time. I knew AJ, and I judged, uh, side note, I judged the best buns contest the night before at the bar in Aggieville. (laughs) 
And I even got to announce, I was like, oh, yeah, buns, buns, biscuits and buns. It's the best buns time. <laughs> I remember that. My wife and Ashley and I went up there. We didn't have kids yet, and we, we took a, uh, another couple. We had a great time, but saw us down there slamming <laughs> beers underneath the... We did. So we was partying down. Well, I was partying down there, and I met this tall, skinny dude, and he come walking up. He had on gold shoes, but not like not like actual. They were like the low cut soccer shoes, and he was wearing long baggies. And I was like, "Oh, this douche is gonna get hooked." Like, I actually was kind of excited to see how bad of a hook and he was gonna take because I was like, "This dude, there is no way." You know, like it's not fair, but so many times you judge a book by its cover. Like, it just sometimes happens. So we got. To the bullfight. You have to if you can't read the book. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we got to the bullfight, and I watched Evan, and he jumps a bull horn to horn. He could have jumped that bull and two of his friends. I mean, <laughs> jumped like a deer. And I've, I, at that time in 2010, you know, the bullfights had been gone, and there wasn't a, just a ton of bullfights, so you didn't really see a lot of new talent because the BFO hadn't kicked in yet, and and some of the other bullfights. I mean, it just it was a weird time in 2010. So when Evan jumped that bull with them dumb-looking shoes. Uh, I was like, dude, I don't know who this guy is, but I remember thinking to myself, this dumb bitch is for real. Yep. And he was super – Evan, you were super nice. I, I feel bad saying you're a douche because you just look like a douche, but you weren't. <laughs> you know you know what I mean? And so I was like, dude, okay. So this guy's cool. So then I started seeing him around. But um, that's my get-to-know Evan story. So now let's get – Harp, you and Weston each got to tell you right. how you met Evan's story. So – it was uh, Ada in the spring in 2009, and this is the first time I ever seen a Rex Dunn bullfight. Uh, I remember seeing Jordan Lee get scalped, like literally get scalped. Like the, the his skin came off his head scalped? Yes. Yeah, all oh, of it. Shit. All, yeah. All of it? Yeah, like all of it. And then I remember Dave Jancy, I think that's the same year, wasn't it? Uh, broke yeah, his arm. Dave Jansen spiral breaked his arm from his. It was disgusting. His it was the Nastiest scariest but coolest bullfight I've ever seen. And then you have Evan Allard that just makes it look easy getting around some of the big scary ones that Rex done and in the long baggies and he made long baggies look cool when it wasn't cool. And uh, that was when I met Evan, I believe. And it was like a, I came there with Webb, and and it was the the first time I remember meeting Evan and seeing him fight bulls at the same time. What about you, Weston? I met Evan in 2013 in Texarkana. So I obviously didn't start as as young as everybody else. So I was a little late to the game. So Evan was already a big name when I started. And so I go to the bull cell in Texarkana with my buddy Clint Hopping. And, I mean, there's a pile of athletes there. But I just remember thinking, shit, Evan. And this is a protection match, you know. Like, protection matches aren't cool. So I think I'm going to go over here. You know, nobody really knows me, but I think I'm going to go over here and maybe win some money. And Evan's there. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> Got him. Yeah. Evan's here. And like you said, the stupid yellow shoes. And I'm like, but I know what the yellow shoes are. You know, it's like <laughs> Michael Johnson's golden cleats or the golden spikes of track. I'm like, right. shit, Evan's here. So I show up with this stupid green hat. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to match him. He's Why were you wearing a green hat? Because nobody knew me. And I was like, well, shit. What, 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 color, is, what color is money? Well, I, but uh, <laughs> I wish. Do you still have the green hat? I'd love well, if you. I still that. got it. It's in the closet, but I still got it. Anyway, so I meet Evan, you know, and I'm pumped. Like I'm like a little kid in a candy store, like trying not to show it. And you know, so I meet Evan, and he goes out there, and same thing as Harvey's, just freaking 
pawing these bulls elbow deep, freaking shoulder deep, mugging them down. And, but as far as my story of remembering Evan, you know, like for me, I didn't, I didn't grow up in this world and I didn't really know anybody. I just knew names, but I always like to have a good time at the very beginning, you know? So we go to this protection match and in my mind, like, I'm going to go out and have fun. I'm going to go to the bar and I'm going to party. Well, Evan goes with us. <laughs> we're about, this I don't know. Scary. We're, uh-oh. Evan doesn't know how to work a phone. He's taking screenshots. Anyways, we go to the bar and Evan, <laughs> we're all having fun. And, and all I can remember is Evan walking out into the dance floor. And like I said, I don't really know him. I just, we're having beers and <laughs> drinking. And Evan just falls face down. I'm like, oh my God, Evan fell. And he doesn't move. So we're all kind of looking and half ass worried. And then he brings his ass to the ceiling. Then he flattens back down. Is it a dance move? He brings his ass back to the slug. He caught it the inchworm. <laughs> and I mean, he in the middle of this bar, and Texarkana is a pretty big bar, and he just starts doing this inchworm out. <laughs> that guy is fucking funny. That guy knows how to party. <laughs> hey. He had two drinks, I think, all night, but he was smack. <laughs> well, I think I think for all of us that know Evan, it only takes about two beers, and he's. Two and deep. I've had my two beer quota tonight, so <laughs> I, I, yeah. Like I said, just the first. So can I go back and kind of give my story of all three of those accounts? Yes. All right, I'll start. With it's Weston. your night. I'll start with Weston yeah. because I do remember Texarkana, and I remember at first walking in thinking, guy in the green hat, man, douche. I was fighting bulls at that time yeah. uh, in the in the bull cell. Believe it or not, I'm I'm six seven years into my career, and I'm in, going. You're in to, Greer, right? Yeah. I'm going to a bull cell to fight in a protection match. That's how much I love fighting bulls. And wow. And I show up, and there's this dude in a green hat, and I'm like, we got to get him out of that green hat because he's good. This guy's good. But I wasn't going to let him think I knew that he was good. <laughs> you had to be an ass just to let him know. No, I wasn't an ass. We got along We got along pretty good. Yep. But <laughs> he's uh, – anyways, so, Yeah. Forgot exactly where I was going with that. Did you beat it? Did no, you beat him in the no, protection no, match? No, man, Greer, man, Cody Greer won the protection match. Mm -hmm. But Weston, just to to put it real quickly, he was really good there, and he was a real pain in my ass for about four or five or six years after that at every bullfight that we went to, and couldn't get rid of me. Couldn't get rid of him, and I, I had a job for the longest time in my. Of my, you know, I was raising fighting bulls, so my deal was putting on fighting bulls, going to freestyle bullfights, and I didn't get my PRCA card until 2015, which was years after right. I should have. But so I would sneak off and make fifteen hundred, two thousand, three thousand dollars a weekend at these bullfights, beating people that like Weston. No, beating people that didn't need to be at these bullfights. He would just know about the most random. Oh, I, well, you know, I actually was a part of that because I seen him at Greeley one year. Like I won Greeley five years in a row. I know I was there because <laughs> that you slipped off to that one, and actually that's where I first met Nate Justice too because he ended up at Greeley one year. Yeah, talking about another stupid. So we show up at Bandera, Texas, one night after me and Weston's been. I got to meet him at Texarkana, and, you know, we kind of made buddies. But I knew, like, this guy's going to be hard to beat. What, 14, 15? I don't have any that. No, it was before that. Maybe. Yeah, 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 I met you in 13. Anyway, yeah, that might be right. But anyway, I show up at Bandera, and, and there's Weston. And we look at each other like, what are you doing here? And he yeah, said, why what are you, are you doing here? here? And I said, 
Bitch, this is how I make a living. I said, I'm in Texas. Stay out of Texas. This is my spot. So did you kind of guess, even though you respected the, you kind of didn't like each other? We're pissed because we want I should have won that bullfight. Well, hell, here we go. You guys can look it up on YouTube, Bandera, Texas, whatever, 2014, 2015. I fought a big, scary sucker. He, was, he wasn't as scared as you was. I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. But anyway, like Evan just... He was the, the master of ducking off and winning bullfights. And then he would post a video. It was like, well, how the hell did, where did that bullfight even come up? Yeah. So I found out about one. I was like, I'm going to this one. Show yeah. up. Freaking Evan standing there. I was like, so you, okay, hold on. Stop, hold on. Stop, stop, stop. So you're talking shit about Evan for slipping off the bullfights. And then you're mine like, you know what? I'm going to slip off and go win thing. some bullfights. Literally, he, yeah. he was the mold of just yeah. winning bullfights. And, and then you like, guys bumped into each other. Yeah. And I beat him. Yeah, yeah, but I I had one of the best bullfights I've had. Uh, I can't say that, but <laughs> so how did you even get started in the bullfighting game? Because I mean, you know, being from Venita, Oklahoma, which is a very ranchy, rural area. I mean, just you, you kind of came just out of nowhere. Yeah. So when I was a little kid, all I could think about was being a rodeo clown. I I would go to the rodeo, the local rodeo at Vanita, which Rumford and Son was it. No, was just Rumford, Rumford rodeo. rodeo, yeah. Rumford Rodeo was the stock contractor, and I didn't know that at that time. I mean, I knew that, but I didn't world. know that a Rumford yeah. was going to be one of my lifelong friends. But I would go to the rodeo, and all my buddies would be playing football under the bleachers, and all I was doing was watching the rodeo clowns. I didn't even know the difference in a rodeo clown and a bullfighter. I just wanted to do what they're doing. That's all I could think about. So all these years later, I make it, I get into high school, and my mom kind of figured out I was going to fight bulls, whether she or my family agreed with it or not. So I go, to a, I go to a school, and next thing I know, there's a difference in a rodeo clown and a bullfighter, and, hell, I happen to be good at it. So, so. you went to a Sankey school, right? I did. Lyle Sankey, he's – I mean, that... Corey Wall was the instructor. and Oh, awesome. Damn. Yeah. So I fought the very first. So I played football. It was a four-day school, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. I played football Friday night, so I had to miss the first day of the school. So the second day, I show up on Saturday morning, and I, I don't know anything. I didn't get to know all the basics that they went over the first day of the school. So Corey Wall was like, I'm going to fight bulls with you today in case we get in a bind because – you know, I was obviously a day behind everybody else. So the first several bulls I fought in my life got to be with Corey Wall, which ended up being one of my good friends and and uh, and, and and one of my mentors. Probably one of the most underrated bullfighters in the sure. history. Of, yep. of a guy who should have been at the NFR a hundred times and never got that. Not taking away anything from his career. I, I'm I'm well, a Corey Wall fan, but I, me yeah. too. Me you, too. You know, looking back, did he really? Yeah. But looking back, like, is that not wild to think, man, you, you started with, with Corey Wall? We was in Coffeeville, Kansas. I know you know Coffeeville. Oh, well. where it's hot. Coffeeville is it's hot as this trailer. It's hot as a twat. <laughs> <laughs> we can say that on here. We can say anything on here. Yeah, you can say twat. Feel free. So, <laughs> Venita, Oklahoma, obviously, is where I went to school and what I call home, and that's what my address is, and that's home to me. But Coffeeville, Kansas is really, since I've been grown, one of my – I live closer to Coffee. Yeah, the Interstate Rodeo. Yeah, Interstate Fair and Rodeo. And when I was a kid, I showed cattle. And our summer vacation, we always missed the first two or three days of the school year because we were showing cattle at Coffeeville, Kansas, at the Interstate Fair and Rodeo. So that's always been more like my hometown rodeo than, say, Venita. And we was at Coffeeville. I was a sophomore in high school, and 
I run into Corey Wall in the parking lot, and I said, man, I really want to do what you're doing. I don't know what you do, per se, because I thought he was a rodeo clown, but right. that's what I want to do. And he said, we're having a school in Glen Rose, Kansas, uh, in two weeks. And I was there. You mean Rose Hill, Kansas. Rose Hill, yeah, Kansas. Yeah, Bud Sankey's. Glen Rose, Texas. Rose Hill, Kansas. Yeah. I stayed at Bud's. Did you really? Yeah. yeah. Random, but yeah, I stayed up there at their place. Yeah. I'll be damned. Yeah. So anyway, I go to that school, and here I am today. So uh, when did you get your outfit? You know, like when did the baggies become part of your um, repertoire? Because your face paint sucks. You say you hey. love... Hey. You say that you love rodeo clowns, but you have the worst the face paint. That's rude. That's rude. No, I'm saying we all we always talk about shit behind Evan's back about how his face paint. We talk to his face. That was it's, it's Do your heart sucks. No, I I mean it's as good as mine. Well, his uh, sucks too, but yeah, well. So I mean, <laughs> yours sucks. I had blacked mine. Yours just white. and he does the Rob Smet. This is true. It's true. It's a shout out. Are we going to talk about the nose? No, 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 we're, we're not. not. We could talk about the nose. No, we're no, not going to do that. So when you first started, you got your look. <laughs> yeah, you so take I, off. I literally did. You just out my get freestyle paint. matches first. Yeah. So no, I <laughs> I uh, I worked my first event. I, this is a true story. I cannot make this up. Do you guys remember the Humps and Horns magazine? Oh yeah. The Humps and Horns magazine was, I guess, the big deal. Whenever I was, this is in two thousand five when I went to that school. So here I am 18 years later, but I get this, I get this Humps and Horns magazine, which happened to be published in Shoto, Oklahoma, which the industrial park in Pryor, Oklahoma is closer to Shoto than Pryor. My dad was the UPS man at the industrial park for 25 years. So my dad comes home with this magazine, like all these copies of this magazine, because he delivered packages to Humps and Horns. How random is that? So I'm, and this is back when it was like a newspaper magazine. It's oh, not, I remember humping horns, humps yeah. and horns. I, this is how dumb I was. Humping horns. Humping horns. Humps and horns. The, yeah, I because it had like. Humps and horns. That's why I said humps and horns, because I remember it had like. You all hump. Well, I didn't mean hump the horns. The posture is in the wrong spot, like Chuck sucks. Yeah. Like Chuck's. <laughs> Chuck's sucks. Yeah. But I do remember that, because they had like, they had guest writers and that Alan. That was a Alan Nelson. Alan Nelson wrote a special deal every week about bullfighting and rodeo clowns, yeah. and yeah. So there was a lot of. So I go stuff to the there. back of the Humps and Horns magazine. You guys might remember this. All these stock contractors would place their ads in the Humps and Horns magazine. Benny Butler, I'm looking at a life size cutout of him right now, had an ad. <laughs> Benny Butler, and uh, what's the other guy there in Kansas beside you guys? Uh, Jimmy Crothers. Jimmy Crothers. Jimmy Crothers and Benny Butler. I called both of them guys. They had ads for bullfighters? No, they had just ads for their stock Oh, for the rodeos. For their stock contractor companies. Yeah, that's right. For their stock contractor companies. And I called them and it's like, hey, uh, my name's Evan. I just come out of this uh, Sankey Rodeo bullfighting school. I'm ready to go. <laughs> and they probably got like 45 calls a day like that. I got so many no's, man. So many no's. And I finally land a job with Jonathan Austin. Didn't even know Jonathan at the time. He's my neighbor. But I finally land a job at the JBR Junior Bull Riders. And yep. it happened to be with Jonathan Austin. And, and uh, yeah, so I got my start working junior rodeos for $30 a night, man. Wasn't even old enough to drive. My mom would drive me to these rodeos for $30 a night. I would work probably 40, 50 sheep, 40 or 50 calves, and then, you know, down into the 
tens and twenties steers, juniors, peewees, and senior bulls. Unbelievable, man, looking back at what I done and for how cheap I done it. But I didn't know any better. Hell, All with I, inflation, that's about two hundred perf. Yeah. All I wanted <laughs> to do was be fighting bulls, man. Well I think Kellyville, Oklahoma. Kellyville, Oklahoma, the indoor right. pen. Winter series. That's right. That's the winter series. Summer yeah. series was uh like Locust Grove, Oklahoma, Bristow, Oklahoma, deals yep. like yep. that. Yeah. Well I honestly think though if everybody looks back, when you first wanted to do something, the price wasn't it wasn't important. I mean, as you get older, it obviously is way more important. But everybody that wants to do something, like you see a little kid outside shooting hoops or, you know, you see a guy, I mean, in any sport you look at, I mean, first it's love of the game. Then once you figure that out, then it's love of making some money while you do it. And especially, <laughs> yeah. especially for the bullfighting deal because the, the uh, I wouldn't say the lifespan of the protection bullfighter is – Short, because, I mean, if you look at, at Joe Bumgartner and, and Smets and some of these guys, even Corey that did it forever, you can fight bulls a long time if you want to. But you're, sure. the freestyle deal is a, a little different ball game. It is not. Young man's game. It is not. So we talked about long. I mean, it's not. You know what I mean. I'm stretching it. I'm stretching it. <laughs> long like, can you measure it on your makeup? Really? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's not. I'd say it's long as a dong right there. Show us on Benny. Uh, this long. <laughs> but, I mean, honestly, like the freestyle game, you, it's not something you could do till you're 40. No, for sure. And so that, that, that pulls me back from, you know, we kind of got off track there with meeting Weston and showing up at some bullfights with him. But where I'm at heart, I, and I guess I do remember this now. I, I've forgotten that it was the first time we'd met. But it, it kind of goes back to the same deal where – I met him one night, and I knew right then he was going to be a real pain in my ass for a while. Uh, he was hard to beat. But before I'd met Harp, I met him at a freestyle bullfight in Ada, Oklahoma, which I think you've been to Ada, Oklahoma. Oh, yeah. I won a round at Ada. Won a round at o- the day. How many years did you go to Ada? Three. Hadley Barrett said, in his own words, that I have enough plaques, round plaques, to shingle my house. <laughs> <laughs> so I go to Ada – the very first time in the fall of 2007, they had that bullfight twice a year in the spring and in the fall. The first time Sam Gress had gotten in trouble and went to jail or something on his way to Ada, Oklahoma. So Rex Dunn calls me and it was like, it was like the president calling me. I was like, when he told me who it was and I was standing in the bank in Venita and um, he said, can you be to Ada, Oklahoma by six o'clock? It's three o'clock. And I just turned and I, I asked anybody that would answer. I said, how long does it take to get to Ada, Oklahoma? And some lady said, three hours. And I said, I'll be there. So I hauled home, got all my stuff, and drove as fast as I could drive to Ada, Oklahoma. And I swear to you, Rump, I'm not making this up. I, the, the parking lot is filled. You know, they sold that deal out. Oh, it yeah, it was always they packed. They sold that deal out. And I pulled into the parking lot, and I walk inside. I paid. To get inside, I walked right in the front door. It cost me like $13. <laughs> Why did you go in through the front door? I didn't know any better. <laughs> I didn't know any better. I parked and I how, how old were you right here? Um, I, I graduated in 2007. So it was the fall. I was just after I graduated. So 18. 18. Yeah. I didn't know any better. I walked in the front door like I was a spectator. <laughs> did you have your bag? Did you go to the front door and be like, is this where the bullfighters are? Yes. Here's what's even weird than that. Yes. Here's what's even more weird than that. There's an outdoor arena 
there at the complex at Ada. Are you familiar with that? Yep. Yeah, the Agriplex. Yeah, the Agriplex. So I walk in, and there's this banner hanging right beside the – I didn't even know it was a shotgun shoot. Didn't even know what a shotgun shoot was. But what turned out to be the shotgun shoot, there's this banner hanging right there that says World Championship Rodeo Bullfights. And I thought, I'm in the wrong spot. (laughs) (laughs) So I – I literally turned to the guy before I paid to get in. And I said, is there anything going on in the outdoor arena? (laughs) Because I'm not in the world championship bullfights. There's no way. Well, knowing what I know now, there was an immediate vacancy in the, the, you know. Right, there was a spot opened up. There was a spot opened up, and they needed somebody. Well, that's. Explain like that was where the world championship bullfights were. That's like, where the world championship yeah. bullfights Not was. Pe- nobody knows, but right. So that there was, was no tour. That after, was it. After two thousand, when the Wrangler bullfight tour died, they moved the world championship state to Oklahoma. I didn't know that. So when I walk in and see that banner, I'm like, "Fuck, I'm in the wrong spot." So, yeah, that's. And then was uh, you was you nervous at all? Like I I, I want to, I, I want not, your opinion on this because I, I've. Obviously fat, but there for a while when things were good way back, you know, 25 years ago, I remember like going to freestyle bullfights and going to Ada. And then, like, when you enter, you're like, yes, this is going to be great. And then uh, this is just me. Then on the way there, I was like, oh, crap. Oh, shit. And then I would be nervous the whole way there. Then I'd get there and I'd be so scared and so nervous. And then I'd go fight my bull. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is the best feeling in the world. That no, is, I don't think I was nervous. Freestyle. I don't until, know if I've ever seen you nervous. I wasn't nervous until I watched the very first bull of the very first night. I think we all have a similar story. And this that. bull come out 143 miles an hour and just killed this guy. I don't even know who it was. Probably Andy North. He was No, there. it wasn't Andy North. No. It was whoever was fighting bulls. You can't kill Andy North. Yeah. And, and at that point, I was like, oh, Hell. Did you think about turning around again, go back to Benita? I did. I, I did. I did. I was like, I, I, I'm not. You're like, I spent $13 to get in this son of a bitch. So circle, so, so, so fast forward two hours, or not even that much, because I was in round three, and I watched the first round before I started. You guys know minutes. how long it takes me to warm up. Like, not very long. Two yeah. high kicks and a heel click, and you're yeah. ready. Yeah, so I'm sitting there in the little bullfighter box watching the first round, and I at that point I was like, uh-oh. <laughs> you're thinking you're thinking we'll get to that later. You're thinking these are expert level like <laughs> we might. Yeah. So I need another beer. Expert level bulls. Yeah. So so forward to round three, and I've got a bull they call Mr. Smooth. Oh He's a little one horn bull that was just the one to draw. Absolutely the one to draw. He went 90 on me. On you? On me. On, on oh, Evan. No, okay. He on went you. 90 on me. Okay, got it. Evan wasn't 90. Oh, Mr. Smooth was. Yeah, Mr. Smooth was 90. He, he was pretty good. He was good. He hooked the shit out of you, huh? Hooked the shit out of me. <laughs> so, but I didn't care. I, you know, one year later in 2008, I go 93 on Mr. Smooth in that same round, and it was – it was gotcha. pretty cool, yeah. Gotcha, Good so revenge. I, so I meet Harp in 2009, and he was with Cody Webster, and I'd worked a couple of them JBRs that I'd called in the Humps and Horns magazine. I'd gotten some JBRs, and I'd worked a couple of them with Cody. So Harp and yeah. Harp and Webster show up to watch the bullfights, 
And for probably a year or so, I didn't know if it was Nathan Harp or Nathan Hart. Yeah. I was so confused. Matter of fact, he was in my phone as Nathan Hart for a long time. <laughs> so, yeah. It's a soft P. People, people misspelling names all the time. I mean, they do. It's the they instrument. Yeah, I spell Rakowski with 34 with letters. With a J. <laughs> uh, how, how do you spell Rakowski? R- Rutkowski. W R O C K J S T J. Another J. <laughs> Silent N. A. Apostrophe. Dot, dot, dot. Happy sign. Thumbs up. I don't remember, but. Happy sign. Uh, thumbs up. You know, uh, did you guys ever watch the old. I don't know, you guys had. You remember the old movie, The American Bullfighter? Oh, yeah. I remember watching The American Bullfighter, and one thing that always made me think of Evan was. Um, I think it was Rex when he was talking uh, was talking to the camera and Rex Dunn when he said on one or two. I think it was on one when he said, "You know, if somebody tells you they ain't afraid, then they're either that's, that's crazy, Rex. they're either that's crazy or they're stupid or they're lying to you or they're lying to you." He yeah. said, "There's only one man that I know that's not scared, and that's Greg Rumor." That's fact. When I when I started being around Evan and started going and even working in some of these bullfights when he was freestyling. I was like, this some bitch don't get nervous at all. Like everybody else is, I remember seeing guys like doing push-ups and running in circles and like, you know, laying in the corner praying. And I look over there and like Evan, Evan standing in the corner just by himself, like he's waiting on an elevator, like not even <laughs> like he's waiting on an elevator. <laughs> yeah, and I always thought, what the hell? Why is this dude not? I always, I always thought, even to this day, I'm like, Evan just doesn't get nervous at all. He hit all those nerves in the long baggies. Yeah. Help my nerves and long baggage, yeah. How is that? I, I don't know. I, I really stupid don't know. to hurt him. Yeah. <laughs> what? Can't You're hurt him if you hurt you. Well, <laughs> if anybody's watched Fort Worth, they know how tough you are. Well, <laughs> yeah. That. So, I'm not going to bring up any names because they are my friends. <laughs> but I have been at bullfights multiple times in my life and watching some of my buddies, none of you two, by the way. And they would finish their bullfight, or the bull would finish it for them. And I would literally say to myself, matter of fact, I, I, I've said it a lot, thank God I'm not a pussy. <laughs> like, thank God I'm not a pussy. Q-bap. That might be the... Might He's be about the, that Q-bap. Thank, thank God I'm not a pussy, boy. Well, they got me a fine, they got me old fiddle. <laughs> <laughs> thank God I'm not a pussy. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean... Uh, uh, and now, That's why he is who he is. Right. Now, right. now I'm at the. You bring up, you know, watching Fort Worth and seeing how tough a guy is, and yeah, I pride myself on being tough and finishing when I'm hurt and 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 winning when I'm hurt. Like that's, it's one thing to fight bulls, but I want to win, even hurt or not. But I'm to that point now where I'm three perfs away from being done, and sometimes I just, I think, I wish I would have been a pussy. Right. <laughs> well, hell, look at your arm holding that mic. I mean, my arm don't work like it's supposed to. And okay, so we're gonna go back to a different thing, back in time, but also, um, you probably didn't hear it because you'd have to pay for it. But uh, uh, Daryl Teasen, when he was on Rump Chat Raw, I mean, he had a banger story about the BFO and how it started, and how they ended up in, out in the middle of nowhere in a field. Yeah. Evans place. And I, I miss that hook whole, fest. I miss that whole deal. But I thought when I was listening to that, like hearing about how Daryl and Nate drove down and they didn't know where they were going and they just got there and all of a sudden you showed up. And there was a motor home. Like, Weston drove I the drove, motor. I drove the motor. Home. So we're all three. Didn't so you rent it. 
No, well, actually, I did. Yeah. Weston, they rented it in Claremore, yeah. Oklahoma, and Weston drove it. So it was yeah. called the Leprechaun. So, yeah. <laughs> so uh, for, like, for y'all to know, when we're talking about hook and a fighting bulls, that's another um, for people at home that that you know freestyle bullfighting. Obviously, by now you probably know about it from listening to Rump Chat. But then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Evan ends up hauling fighting bulls. And there was nobody around that had fighting bulls. And so, Evan, when you came on the scene with the fighting bulls, you were like a hero to the people because there was no Mexican fighting bulls. Then all of a sudden, yeah, some bad dude. here comes Evan the with his yellow dude. shoes and a load full of bulls that hooked the shit out of you. Yeah. So, I, okay, I want a two-part question for all y'all. For one, how did you get in the fight bull business? And then I want all three of you to tell about, because we heard Daryl's experience, and actually we heard a lot from Nate Justice, too, because we called him that day. Yeah. I want you to tell about. Okay. I want you to tell about how the uh, how you got in the fight bull deal, and then all three of you talk about the BFO, how it started in the cornfield. And like I said, if you guys ever get a chance to see, if you go to bfo.com and and you look at those videos from the first session where it's just a bunch of dudes out in the field, it was the damnedest thing you've ever seen. Got the fuck hooked. And it's still crazy to think about. Yeah. So I got into the fighting bull business going back to your story when we first met in Manhattan, Kansas. I remember what bull I drew was 105. I called him Carl. I don't know what Wacy and Doug Munsell called him. But I, how, how that transpires is I ended up buying those bulls later that year. Right. We go to Stafford, Kansas. I think it was later that year. It might have been the next year. But one way or the other, we go to Stafford, Kansas, which was another bullfight that Wacy and Doug was hauling the bulls to. I win the bullfight, buy the bulls, and take them home. That's pretty cool. Take all the bulls home. That's pretty gangster. Yeah, that's that's yeah. that's that's the shit right there. I yeah. want, I'll take those bulls. Yeah, I, and they were hot. They were hot. So, I got into the fighting bull deal because because of Rex. Like that's what I wanted to do. That's who I wanted to be. That's my style, match his style. I I had a job at the time. So while all these guys was getting to rodeo for a living, I was working. But that job allowed me to have the money to buy these bulls and get my program going. And further into the future, we got the BFO going, and and that's where the the bullfight in the cornfield come from, or the bean field rather. Well, but, tell us about that. Okay, so yeah, we just uh, we everybody showed up. Who all was there? Harp. Well, the bullfight right before what we were in Spanish Fort. Spanish. Gary Fort Jones Utah. had a bullfight. You had the bulls. I had the bulls. You hooked the shit out of me there too. Yeah, was that the night it was so muddy? Yeah, yeah, it rained. I've How got many? a picture. We had eleven a inches. We had a bull we called Emerson Biggins. Harp's got a tattoo on his ass. Harp's too. got a tattoo on his ass. Yeah, Emerson he broke Cody <laughs> Emerson. Let me show you. Actually, he just sent the picture yeah. to me today. <laughs> he broke Cody Emerson's leg in, Burwell, in, uh, in Burlington, Colorado. Burlington, yeah, Burlington. So that's how he got his name, Emerson Biggins. He's a little bit. We, ta- we get him to Spanish Fork, Utah. He's and, mean. And it is ra- it, there is the mud is so deep in this arena. If you have never been to Spanish Fork, obviously. It rains every day. And it. In September. All the water floods yeah, into the arena. Oh, yeah. I've got a picture somewhere. I'll have to find it. Uh, yeah. Weston's wearing a pink jersey. It's before the green. And Emerson has him down in the mud, and the mud is flying everywhere, and there's about a, a square inch of pink on Weston's sleeve. <laughs> you try to drown me. Everything else is just. I was the first out. I walked out, and literally I was like, disgusting. Hey, hey, guys, look. I'll let you know how it is. And I threw this fake. Was you judging? No, I was entered. He was, he entered. was entered. This we were... is that was fourteen. I don't know. So fifteen was the BFO. Was that fourteen? The session. Fifteen's yeah, 14 you. We want no flanks. 
15 was. 16. So 14 is when it rained that much. Our first bullfight in Vegas was 15, so it would have had to have been 16 with no flanks. No, 15 was when we did Anyhow. No whatever. Yeah. So anyways, got away with this was 14, there. but, yeah, like Weston said, he was like, hey, I'm going to let you all know how it goes, and, and it didn't go well. We're like, oh, no. I threw this big old fake, hit the – and just stuck in big and just – Boom and piles and then gets on top of me and I'm like I'm gonna drown. This, this is where I die. Nope, nobody's in the stands because it rained 11 inches. Yeah, that was horrible. Higgins hookings the shit so, out of me. Yeah, we survived though. So we get those same bulls back home from Spanish Fork, Utah, and fight them like three days later in my field, out in the middle of nowhere. It was dry though. Middle, it was dry. It was. Greer cut the grass for us. Greer cut the grass. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah, because that's what Daryl said. Daryl said when they pulled up, like Cody's Cody Greer's out there, like just cutting a cutting a patch in this field. Yeah, oh yeah. Said you guys went to throwing stuff up, then all of a sudden you pulled up and unloaded these bulls, and and it was not just little bulls. Like we just fought them. Yeah, the 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 real deal. Matter of fact, there was a bull that I called. Uh, what we called that blue two thirty seven? I think I called him Maximum Security. Is that the one Daryl tried to jump? Oh, yeah. the yeah, the crook. I can't remember what we called it. I don't mean. know, but he was a like dirty, him. mean, yeah. no good son of a gun. And <laughs> Daryl was going to jump him. Did he tell you this story? Oh yeah, or jump him. I I told everybody do don't, not jump the blue. I said do not jump. Don't even. Let's not even don't. fight this bull. Daryl, he got into great I length. Know on that. I know said, what I'm doing. He said, guys, I know what I'm doing. I was like, all right. Ferg, I'll be the last one to take instructions from you. I know what I'm doing. All right, boys, let's have it. He tried to jump this bull, and it tried to put him in a coma. <laughs> I, I remember the it, video. It jumped higher than Daryl. I'm not okay, boy. He boy. walked he on his back I'm not okay. He, he did walk on his back steps, hooking Daryl on the dick. Disgusting. I mean, hooking him. Well, I mean, uh, t- think about all the, the talent that was there. Yeah, for, so for no pay. Three. Just love of the game. Web. Hey, Cody Webster, Dusty Tuckness. Tuck, Wacy, Nate, <laughs> Dick, Wacy, Bo was there. We invited Bo up. Greer, Blaisdell, Blaisdell was Swint there. No, no. Uh, oh man, it, Our it, buddy, the best bullfighters going. Zach, Stennett, Stennett was there before he went to the army. Yeah, the best bullfighters going, and we just we had a a really cool little bullfight right there in rural Oklahoma. I think looking back. Of all the stuff I've seen, and I've got to see some cool stuff. I, I think back on that, and I go, man, what a what a phenomenal story was told out in that field. I mean, cool. because that single-handedly, that brought back freestyle bullfighting just out of nowhere. Pretty and much. Just bam, from shit's that, back. That video, and then Hambone having the connections in Vegas. Yep. Getting us lined up at the uh, Cowboy Christmas. I remember Hambone called me and was like, hey, let's do a bullfight. And I was like. You guys don't know how broke I almost went on that event. Like, we we let it all out there. and I can imagine. It, it was. Uh, how many days did you have the bulls out there? Every day. I, I mean, like. I was there for 15, 15 days. 15 days. 15 days. And, and I donated every out. I didn't get paid for a single out. We paid Casto and we paid Brett Hall. But I, I didn't get paid. Like you for, were, for you my were bulls, all, like but you were all in. I mean, I was all in. I was in the bullfight, and I was one of the the owners earlier. Yeah, that's right. You know, so uh, I, it was the uh, it was it, a lot. I got to judge that year. I judged with Smets. You judged it? Yeah, I, can't remember. I didn't remember the that. first yeah. year. 
The I first won. year when it was in the uh, at the I won the rough at cup. the Christmas at the Cowboy Christmas. I don't think I won squat that year. I remember Hollywood Don Yates was also he was in the Hollywood Don. Oh, Yates that was the next year. No. Was that the? He was no. not entered fifteen. I, yeah, he was because that's the year. No, he was entered sixteen because he, he saw 16. it in fifteen and was like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, oh, yep. I can do this." And yep. It was a, uh, you know, it wasn't anything now like it was then. Like when it was at the convention center, y'all, it was uh, there was no lighting. It was nine a.m. No flanks. Nine a.m. Yeah, and nine I was out there. No flanks. I was out there. I, I had to. Me and Casto would have to feed at like five thirty in the morning in order for them to have time to eat. Get everything sorted. Be at the arena by eight, so we could be sorted and fighting bulls at nine o'clock in the damn morning. But it was packed. Nine a.m. That yeah, crowd, that yeah, those we had crowds slam. Make it any easier to get up. No, no. Well, I, no. the shit hooked out of me at nine fifteen. Is it hard to have that mindset? Like, because it'd be hard for me to feel like partying at nine a.m. Yeah, it was rough. As it was, would be at nine p.m. when you have all day to think about it. Maybe. But at least it was over at that point. Like I you mean, were by ten, by 10 you 10. was changed and going to eat yeah. lunch, yeah, yeah. For breakfast, <laughs> <laughs> right? Right. <laughs> when did uh? When was your last year of hauling hook and a fighting bulls? Two thousand eighteen. Two thousand eighteen. Yep. Yep. Colorado Springs. What was your last one? <sighs> I don't know what my last one was. To be honest with you, I remember helping load bulls in eighteen at Colorado Springs. Yeah. You weren't even there. It was just well, Kelsey. I, I was there for two days and then I flew to uh, Bulls of the West. Oh yeah. I flew to Bulls of the West. Yep. So, um, so with your retirement, I want to ask you a couple weird questions. Yeah. Like, I, I like your retirement that you didn't really say anything till Fort Worth, right? Right. Right. And then you announced it there. What do you think about like some of the the guys that retire? And because when I retire, I want to be like, just all of a sudden I'm not there. Yeah. Like I don't want to do like a tour. Like, oh, I'm gonna retire, and then each rodeo I go to like invites me in the arena and gives me. Spurs, or you know, what I'm saying like, See, and I, I, I've got mixed feelings. I'm, I'm pumped that he's doing it that way, but I'm also upset in the fact because you know how many people would honor this guy, like they would all give him awards, give him plaques because he deserves them. Oh, I agree, as he right. should. I, right. Like Kobe did a farewell tour, well, Evan should too. I didn't tell Fort Worth that I was done because I wanted them to bring me in the last performance and give me a buckle and whatever. I, I just told Cal out of respect like man we had a one of a few times alone like we was standing there talking nobody else around i said man this is this is gonna be it for me who would you, you tell know? it to cal white see like Which one of the main guys i don't work yeah, for the uh, second command i guess yeah he'd be second second command at fort worth and i just said man i just giving you a heads up you know this was like perf six perf seven like uh this is gonna be the last this is gonna be the last year for me and uh that's kind of how that happened. I didn't really know what they was planning for me. Right after that, point. have you thought a lot about retirement? Is we're three day. I mean, the thing is, in, in rodeo, we we're so involved, and we're like, you're you're with all your people all the time, and and that's one thing that I think about. Like when I, re, you know, sometimes I'm like, man, it'd be cool to retire, but then I think, man, everybody that I've hung out with my whole life. If, you know, is, is through rodeo. And, and so it's a weird feeling to even think about, you know, getting yeah. to the end. I, I hope with everything in me that this isn't, that I don't not see my buddies after, you know what I mean? After rodeo is done, this is not, I mean, it's not the only friends I got, but this is my best friends in the world is in this industry. Right now. 
like I was telling Harp and Weston just earlier today in conversation, like if you have friends where you come from, you'll have friends where you're going. And, and, uh, I hope that I'm a likable enough guy that in my next ventures and, and, and industries in life that, you know, I got some friends, but none of there's memories with these two guys and guys that, and you and <laughs> oh, guys, thanks, buddy. and you, Oh, I'm just saying no, oh, with you, yeah, that nobody's going to replace, right? Nobody's going to replace the, the stuff. The places we've been and the things we've done, you know, as friends. But do you think Saturday is going to be a hard day? To no. You can just tell. Like, no. Well, here's the deal: is like we all aspire to do what Evan is doing. Not many people know, but he's got a a and we're dusting get, business. We're going to get to that here to say it, right? So, so I we all want to be that guy. The last two years, but what a great feeling to say, you know what? I've done this. I've enjoyed it. I've made some friends. I've made some money. Made I've been the best good at it. Of my life. Peace. I've made some money. Rodeo owes me nothing. Right. I, I've won three gold buckles in the freestyle champion in the freestyle world. I've been to the NFR fighting bulls in the protection side. Rodeo owes me absolutely nothing. I hope I owe it nothing. I hope that I've given it all I've had, and 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 you know I'm not. I, I don't think I'm going to miss it. It, it. The way I feel right now, I'm not going to miss it. Saturday night when I walk out of the arena, I don't think I'm going to go watch. Uh, where do you go next? Sioux Falls. Okay, that's a PBR, but what? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be on the Cowboy Channel in a month watching my friends thinking, yeah. damn, I wish I was right. in Burwell, Nebraska. Because you're ready. Or, I, I am ready. Why and, would you? Huh? <laughs> Why would you? Why would I? Yeah. Well, and and, and, and the, last, the last year and a half, two years, I, I literally, and I'm not bragging about this at all. It's not. It's not a. It's, it's not a big dick contest. It's not a boastful. You're not saying it boastfully. No. But I've or big dick, whichever you want to say. I, I've literally <laughs> fought bulls because I want to, not for the money. I'm making a lot more money in my other, in my other aspects of life. It's costing me money to rodeo because you are now your next step of life is in the agricultural, hooking a air. Sure. Yeah. You so become gonna, a pilot. I've become a pilot, and I I become a pilot to get to and from all these rodeos and these bullfights we've been talking about. And I started this crop dusting business. It's been coming on well five four four years ago you now. You took the test here. Took the test here. I took my pilot's test here. You were studying. Well, yeah, I wouldn't really say it's studying. Taking lessons in Fort Worth. I was taking lessons in Fort Worth, yep. and I took my test in Austin. When did you yep. know you wanted to be a pilot? Because that's weird. Going from, hey, I'm fighting bulls, we're doing this and that, to the next thing you know, I'm a pilot. Hey, I wanted to be a pilot since I was a little guy, but I didn't know. I thought to, to have an airplane, you had to have a million dollars. Well, it's still not cheap. Well, it's not cheap, but uh, some family member of mine was had a plane posted on Facebook for sale one day. I was like, I didn't know Russell flew, so I just messaged him, like, what's a plane cost? And he said, I'm asking 25000 for it. When I was like, oh, I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I can have an airplane. I can have an airplane. So I started looking around, started going to, you know, flight flight lessons. And next thing you know, I have my license and I'm going to, I I got my license because of the rodeo industry. I was traveling to and from rodeos. Yeah, I remember you flew to Bakersfield for a freestyle bullfight. Flew to Bakersfield. He flew me to meet you in uh, Dodge City. Dodge City, Kansas. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Dodge City and Dodge so we could go to college finals. I land in Dodge City, Kansas to drop Harp off with you so you go to the college finals. And I've got a phone call. I'm like, oh, shit. I call. It's my neighbor calling me at that time of night. Something's wrong. I had fighting bulls in the road at home. So I literally left Harp 
in the dark, standing outside and dodging. Yeah, I remember. I picked him up in the dark that night. There was nobody there. No. I had it on to Venita. Yeah. <laughs> was there even an air traffic control at that time of night? I don't remember. Didn't care. He didn't say anything to us. <laughs> so how do you how do you even figure out where to go in the dark in an airplane? Oh, I mean, it's just like driving in the dark in a truck in, in time. It takes a while to get comfortable, but, I mean, it's just like anything. You, you learn. And, and uh, me and Weston, we flew from Burwell, Nebraska, to Cheyenne. Cheyenne to watch the watch first that, section. Watch the first section of Bulls and flew home in the shittiest weather conditions I've ever been in. How awesome was that, Weston? Did you get nervous? I, I looked at Evan and I said, look. There's a lot of things in my life that I don't really care about, but I tell you what, if we wreck this thing, I don't want to wake up in a chair. Because if I do, I'm going to beat your ass. So if we go nose down, you make sure we go to well, sleep. You know, you know what's funny about that? And I've told Evan when he when I first found out he's going to be a pilot, I was like, I don't want anything bad to happen. I don't want to get hurt. But you want to get in a crash. But I think it'd be so badass to be in a plane crash and be okay. Like. <laughs> Like we can I, make that happen. Well, well, that's what I'm saying. Like, <laughs> to crash a plane and they show up with the news, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, this is, ladies and gentlemen, we're standing here with Justin Rumphrey, just in the plane crash, Justin." And I'm like, "Holy shit! <laughs> <laughs> Did you see us? Holy shit! We landed right over there. <laughs> Some bitches on fire. Woo! You that know, happened that, to me. What? With the bird? Yeah. Well, no. and then no tire. No, I lost my engine. I lost an engine. <laughs> that sounds like a clown act. What are you doing? In the Rodeo arena, ever trying to have rodeo. I've lost my engine. I lost my engine in the air. Uh, yeah, a buddy of ours, Dusty <laughs> Elkington. You know Dusty. Oh yeah, he he's my Snapchat friend. Yeah, me and Dusty. I was helping him up in Nevada, Missouri, and lost an engine, and had to land it in a bean field. Bean, yeah. Didn't he yeah. almost hit the trees? Yeah, almost hit a pecan orchard. <laughs> oh dang. Yeah. Tell him about. Was you scared to death? Like uh, I wasn't scared till it was over. When it was over, I got nervous. Like I was like shaking, but not when it happened. When it happened, it's like. Yeah, we gonna have to make this work. <laughs> <laughs> That's but what you've done for your entire career has prepared you for that. Like yeah. you've been in so many the shitty situations. That I've been in fighting bulls was, I mean, that made it where you, it's easy to keep your mind, keep focus on what you have to do. Well, yeah, because I mean, an ag ag pilots, it's a dangerous profession. Dangerous profession. You know, I mean, it's that's. I remember I told telling Evan that too. I was like, man, I'm a little nervous for you, bud. You're gonna. You're going to go and be an ag pilot, man. That's kind of dangerous. He's like, do you not remember what the hell we do every night? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah. Well, what happened so, to you two nights ago? So yeah. so I got a question for you. Uh, not very many people know. I guess some people will probably figure it out on here. But I've, I've recently taken a huge interest in steer roping. Right. You're a bulldogger, right? Uh -huh. Yep. In, in old days. I I get to watching these steer ropings. And, and, and even as I've started making friends with some of these timed event guys, I hear them griping about the draw is that a real thing oh i think in every event i mean everybody complains if, about the draw if you ever if i ever can complain about the draw on the steer open after fighting bulls for 20 years kick me in the ass well it, i think it's it's a lot harder like in the tight events because you think about um goodness sakes if you got 125 guys entered you know um so 125 guys so to have that many animals that were you know, we'll be fair to give everybody a shot. Right. You right. know. I'm just saying, like, it's not like if you draw a bad steer, he's going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. No, if you if you got a bad steer, you're probably, it's not like wrecking an airplane or getting hooked by a bull. Right. Um, you know, I tell you what, the, 
the mindset though. I, I I never thought of it like Weston just said. Weston, that might be the most profound thing you said about how what Evan's been doing is mentally, you know. I mean, you just got to think about it. Is obviously from the outside looking in, nobody understands, right? We are literally in control of a car crash every day. We don't know how it's going to end. We just know we're in the storm. Now yeah. you think about what Evan's at and what he's doing every day is he doesn't know the outcome every day, but it's prepared him mentally and physically for, oh, shit. In control of the storm. Oh, shit, this ain't good. Well, yeah. fuck, I've been doing this my whole life. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Attention to detail. Boom. Well, yeah. Our bank left land. Yeah, the mental, you know, at the end of your career, I mean – at anybody's career, mentally, uh, it's su- such a big deal. I-, I hate when people say, you know, sports are 90% mental, which is the truth. But it's I-, I feel like in dangerous things, it's so much more. And, you know, the, the mental game, I've struggled with it. You know, I've struggled with it a well, lot in the past with not just in the arena, but like people outside the arena talking bad. And I actually, you know, I went to a counselor because I would let, you know, I'd have 500 people say something good. And then one person would be like, I hate that guy. And then it would just ruin me, you know? Yeah. And mentally, it's easy to do, man. You get run over by a couple bulls and you're, you know, I remember my bullfight days, like, it would mess me so bad. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I, I've been hooked down by two bulls in a row. There's no way. I, do I suck now? Like, how do I bounce back from this? Because it's easy. It's easy having a good attitude when you're winning and things are oh, good. Right. And your plane's engine's not falling out of the air. But, you know, in – in, in the agricultural rodeo lifestyle, you know, don't be afraid uh, to take care of your mental health, you know, yeah. for it's a real thing. fighting bulls or anything, you know. Um, and we actually have uh, a group of people that that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, if you go to betterhelp.com, and that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, um, they have internet uh, where you can do all your uh, – Get all your stuff figured out with your therapist, uh, who you want to see, uh, what you're looking for, all that. Um, so be sure to check out BetterHelp.com because I tell you what, I I've wish I would have used them a couple years ago, but yeah. it's uh, it's getting better. But, uh, you know, we have a lot in the agricultural business. We have a lot of, of farmers that are actually, you know, we've had farmers committing suicide because of, of uh drought droughts and finances and and all that so um if you're listening out there and you're bummed or got need to work in on you know mentally be sure to go to betterhelp.com check them out because i mean it's a big part of it and that's why like with mental health mental health is a real thing i wonder when you get home though like in your mind like you right now you're thinking man the saturday night i'm glad it's over then on Monday you're like, "Holy shit, what just happened? What, yeah, I don't. What think happened the last 15 years?" Yeah, I don't think so. I, I like I say, rodeo's been excellent to me. It don't owe me anything, and and uh, just to be real honest with you, man, I'm ready to ready to take the next step. I've got really good things working at home, and just what you know. where do you see yourself in five years? Five years from now, um, I don't know about five years, but in in 20 years, I'll be what 55. And I want to be done, man. I want to. I want to. I want to fly for twenty years, sell my business for enough to live off my cows for the rest of my life. Do you think that? Well, you get back in the fighting bull industry. That's what I was gonna say. If you made a shit ton of money, there's no way he doesn't. I, I I've always you... said, and I've even told a couple people, you know, like I'm not. I'm retiring from fighting bulls. I'm not gonna die. I'm not. 
dead. Wherever there's a fighting bull, I'll probably show up. <laughs> well, like that's who explain, I am. Explain, like you've owned the baddest of the bad. Yeah, uh, you owned S seventeen. Yeah, uh, but I don't. Is that I, the Spaniard? I, that's the Spaniard. Yeah, I don't know. I might get back into. He, it he owned the Spaniard. He is the Spaniards. One of the even in even with the gold buckles, I've won fighting bulls and this and that. Twice I had bull of the year in the in the in the bullfights, and one was a one was a calf I raised. Like that was special to me. Which one? That oh, that bald face we called him. Uh, Closing time. Closing time. Ooh, he was bald face, big horn bull. Oh yeah. Uh, I raised that bull like he was born at my house. Like it's cool that the Spaniard was so awesome, and it's cool that Devil's Candy Baby lost him. Huh? Devil's Candy Baby. I don't know what his daddy was. That, yeah, to be uh, devil's that, candy. That gal would go wherever she felt like. Well, see, think about how much fun you could if, – <laughs> if you sell that for a ton of money and you're in your 50s and you're like, man, I got all this cash, now I can go back to buying bulls and hooking people down. Yeah, I'm not going to close the door on it. It's right. not a no, but it's not a I'm yes. not going to close we'll the door on it. I hope I'm not still in her. Well, because right your, your, love for the, your love for bullfighting is not going away. But just you got to know this. I got about 100 cows right now, right? And – you know, like all the good operations there in Osage where you're at. Right. You know, like all us big time ranchers, right? Not. If they if they're not bred, they gotta go. Right. That's right. So I I preg checked all my cows a couple months ago and what wasn't bred left. There was a handful of cows that left. There was one cow that was bred and that bitch was gone because she's mean. <laughs> so I don't know. Like I it's those are different cows. They are different cows. All right, now I'm gonna put you on the spot. We only got a few minutes left, but each one of us is going to ask you a hard question. You got to answer it. Okay, Ooh. I'll go first. Oh no! If you could go this back, scares to, me more than if you a could go back to one day in your rodeo career and relive that day. What day would it be? Okay, so we. It's a good we, question. We was talking about Rex Dunn earlier, right? Right. And the first time that I won the won the world championships in the freestyle bullfights at Eight Oklahoma, which several years after I had to pay to get into the bullfight there. Right. $13 <laughs> if you remember. Yeah. Yeah. I uh there was one bull that I can think of in my career that scared me. His number was just 5. He didn't have a name. They didn't call him nothing today. No, we called him 5. Just 5. And that bull was the only bull that I can think of that took my breath away. He scared me. He scared me. And um a couple weeks before this, I had him at Fort Smith and I was in the short round. I was the first one to get the draw out of the hat. So I go out. There's four of us made the short round. I watched them load. Five was the third bull to load. I was like, anything but three, and I'll win this bullfight. I go in, draw the hat, number two. Number two was a bull called Warpaint that I'd never got to fight. I was really excited. I remember that bull, yeah. Yeah. So the first bull goes. Warpaint lays down. Five curls over his back and then loads second. Oh, in I, your face. In your face. And I was scared. Pussy. I was scared. Pussy. <laughs> I, and And – I safetyed up a little bit. I really got along with him pretty good, but I safetyed up a little bit. Ended up second. Well, I think Tuckness and Burrell split. Yeah, they split. So I ended up third, I guess. But uh, two weeks later at the at the World Finals, I draw him again in the short round, and I win. I win the gold buckle. Did you on say the, two weeks later. Two weeks later. Oof. Yeah, because so you would relive that day. I would because I, I I remember having a lump in my throat when I drew him in the short round there, and I. I was able to put that fear aside and win the and win the gold buckle. Isn't it funny how your body that's your body and your brain is your brain? And even though it's your brain, your brain's like, Don't like you're stupid for doing this. You're like, Shut up, brain. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I 
winning that night on the bull that scared the hell out of me. Cool. Was probably what I'd go back and, and get that feeling again. Okay, Weston. All right, mine's I guess would be a three part question. Oh no! And the fact of there's three of us sitting here outside of you is. I want you to go through each of us and and say either your funniest, most memorable, or scariest moment with all three of us, and that it's not one, it's one or the other. I just I hope mine's to, to relive your career in a sense because there's three different guys and you've traveled a lot of miles with us, right? I mean, just we touched on us flying to Cheyenne. But what's one thing that sticks out the most in your mind with one of us throughout your rodeo career? Mm, that is, and I, I might have set myself up for something. I don't know. But you I'm, might have. <laughs> but I, I just, like, That's I mean, there's so many miles traveled between us. What's one thing that sticks out between us? Well, JR, you remember one year you was coming from, uh, I don't know where you was coming from. Webb was coming from Cheyenne. I was coming from Burwell. We was going to Sydney, Iowa. Where was you coming from? Uh, Deadwood. You was coming from Deadwood. Yeah. We met up at the campgrounds in Grand Island, Nebraska. Remember that? I do. We all got together and we cooked steaks. Best steaks we ever had. Yeah, that was pretty awesome. And parked just, right by the parked right by the lake. Had nowhere right by to the go. Lake, nowhere to go. And we just we just we was just rodeoing, you know. That and was fun. I that forgot was about one that. of my funnest weeks or a couple of days that we camped there with you and Ashley and does Ashley listen to Rump Chat? Oh, yeah. She knows that I think she's the greatest woman she's going on. the funniest Rumford. She is. The funniest she's the Rumford. best Rumford. I'll agree with she that. She is the best yeah. Rumford. She's the saint. Well, thank you. But with, with you and the kids and Webb and Smash and just. Trying to ride those paddle those boards, paddle boards. eating shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. You guys were trying to get my fat ass to stand up, and it kept falling <laughs> out. <and laughs> Evan was going to try to hold, like, hold me into the air, and I couldn't do it. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Weston. Oh, gosh. I'll have to think about this for a second. I mean, yeah, we did fly in some really shitty weather coming home from Cheyenne, but we've already told that story. Um, any ideas? Oh. <laughs> I already know where you're going with this. Burwell? It's your story. I'm just, I asked the question. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm afraid to tell that story. You can tell the edited version. Just give us some. A generalization. I mean, I didn't do nothing wrong. You didn't do anything wrong. All right, I'm going to tell it. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> we was in Burwell, Nebraska, previously mentioned. Right. Nebraska's big rodeo. Nebraska's big rodeo. Man, this is not in the arena stuff, by the way. No, no, for sure. And, uh, uh <laughs> man, what, after the rodeo, you've been there with us. We have to go sign autographs. Not much, not much of a crowd, really, you know. Me and Weston walk up there, and we're kind of waiting on our spot to sit down and sign autographs. And this little kid had to be, what, five, four, five years old, six years old, comes up to Weston and says, do you know my mom? <laughs> Weston says, uh, no, I don't Did think so. Did this kid have a beard? He might have now. <laughs> it was a girl. It might have been a girl. Oh, well. He still could have him, Burwell. Yeah. <laughs> comes up to Weston and says, do you know my mom? And Weston said, no. And she said, well, she knows you. And Weston, I still quote this to this day. Weston goes, "Uh oh." <laughs> Mind you, we had been going to Burwell for Uh-oh. a while. But there had never been any situations with any. No, but it was just tap funny on. the way you looked at me and said, "Uh oh." <laughs> Do you know my mom? No, no. she knows you. Oh, good God. <laughs> 
Evan's every rodeo we work, Evan still brings that up. Gosh uh. damn, it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. Uh-oh. I just had a story for you, and I forgot what it was. I was think there's three stories that stick out to me. Okay, the cell phone. The cell phone. oh, when you two we shits, cell phones. we're gonna go baggies. The what? The baggies. When I got puked on? Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, St. Paul. Hey, Those can, are can, I, can I pick the story? Uh, you tell pick Fort Worth. I want Paul the Fort Worth story when you two phone. dumbasses went after the gang members. <laughs> you got, how, how much time do we have? Which five, one? Which one's minutes. Walker and which one's mm-hmm. Trevette? I'm Walker. He's Trevette. <laughs> no, I'm Walker. I was driving the white Dodge. But I was laying the hammer down. Well, tell what the hell happened. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we got a couple minutes. I'll, I'll make this as quick as we can. This is a really good story. You got to keep the mic by your mouth there, bro. I, I am. So, me and Harps worked Fort Worth together for several years, and this was back before Fort Worth built the new Dickies Arena. We were still in the Will Rogers Coliseum, and the weather got down below freezing, and they turned the water off to our RV lot. We stayed right there on the grounds, which is awesome. But they had turned the water off, so we, three or four days in, we're having to walk up to the uh, arena to take a shower. Harp goes up, take a shower, puts his clothes and his phone and everything down, goes into the shower, comes out, and his phone's gone. It had been stolen. So so they, they I remember hearing this going, oh, yeah. Fort Worth, they hire homeless people to clean their arena and all this stuff. So I, I go to, uh, like, the first, like, guy with Rafter G to, to borrow his cell phone to track my iPhone. I track it to, like, a pig barn or something. We get in there, and there's – bunch of those workers in there and we can't find a cell phone like there there's too many of them and as soon as they see us in there they turn it off well when it's off you can't track it so i go two or three days borrowing uh dusty's phone just to call my wife and then i'm like whatever i just need to go to verizon get a new phone i go to verizon like oh it'll be 30 minutes i'm like all right i'll wait it's like well there's these cell phones right here they're hooked to wi-fi maybe i can track it maybe they've turned it back on sure enough it's on so I leave Verizon, go back to the the camper lot, grab Weston or uh, Evan and Kelsey because Evan doesn't have he has a flip phone at this point. So I got to get Kelsey and her iPhone. So we get in our Dodge and then we take off. We take off and we head south out of the arena, <laughs> and we get down. We get down into the ghetto, like it's the sketchiest sketchy. part of Fort Worth I've ever. Seen. I remember because you guys call me. I'm like, just get a new phone. <laughs> just that, buy a new how, phone. But that's how cheap Harp is. I know. So Got to buy a phone. Yeah, no. He's already been four days without one. Why would he? <laughs> yeah, ninety-nine percent of the world would have bought one. And yeah. We, oh yeah, absolutely. So we catch up to this phone in this corner building in the ghetto of Fort Worth, and we walk like we park in this parking lot, and we walk up to the door. And I'm not scared of shit. <laughs> and I was not he was going scared. In. I was not going in this. I room. was scared. Yeah, Evan. We sat down on this uh, at this picnic table and this lady comes walking by black lady if you will comes by and she says you boys don't know where you're at do you and i was like you're not from around here are you you're not from around here are you and i was like uh-uh, <laughs> uh-uh. she's like no shit uh-oh. yeah i was like uh-oh two big white boys on the hood <laughs> so at the, about this time these two fellas come walking out one gets in a blue car one gets in a black car and go two different directions harps watching on on the Find My iPhone app, and the phone starts moving at that time. So we know, like, I take a mental note. There's a blue whatever and a black whatever, and we haul butt back to the truck, get in it, and and we chase this car. We're following it on Find My iPhone all the way through the north side, 
up through the cow, the stockyards, and we catch this car at a train. Yep. And next to like where this long line of cars are, there's this gravel lot. So, so stupid. I swing so out. Stupid. Intro Walker and Trevet. Yeah, I swing yes. out to see if we can see spot one of those two cars. Pulls sure into this enough, industrial park, and there's this black car. Yep. Now I. Being the guy that was like, I'm going to kill this guy. <laughs> I watched him. I, I watched this guy get in the back seat, the back driver's side seat of this car. So I, that's where I was headed. We see the car. At this time, the train leaves and the cars start moving. As the car in front of the car we're after pulls up, Hart slams it through the ditch and, and like, parks teed in the road. Right in front of us. Won't let this car go. And we jump out. He How many goes, cars are behind y'all? Uh, six there's, 17. Yeah, there's a lot of cars. <laughs> Traffic jam, Fort Worth, Texas. Fort Worth. <laughs> and we run up to these. The, he goes to the passenger side. I go to the driver's side because I wanted this cat that was in the back. <laughs> and Harp, Harp, just, Harp just wanted his phone. Yeah, Evan Harp, wanted his wanted, Harp, rolls his, or, you know, Harp tells him, he says, give me my phone. And the driver's like, we ain't got your phone. And the girl in the passenger seat started getting scared. She was like, just yeah. give him the phone. They're going to kill like him. This crazy white boy just parked his truck right in the middle of the street. <laughs> it was a traffic. 99 Your uh, white crew dodge. cab dodge. Like Walker, yeah. Texas Rangers truck. <laughs> and that ain't correct. I told that girl that was driving. She finally pulled that phone out of her purse and gave it to Hart. And he's done. He's like, see you guys. Thank you. <laughs> you said thank you? No, I, he I might have. I might. I, I was. That's I got how my nice of a guy you are. You know what to do with his hands. Sorry told, for your time. I told that lady that was driving. I said the luckiest day of your life when you was born a woman, or I'd stomp your ass in the pavement right now. <laughs> we didn't get shot. We didn't. We got my phone back. Looking back, tell them what they had been watching on your phone. I, I don't know if I can. On oh, oh he yeah, it was. It was bad. porn. Yeah, it was bad porn. Yeah, it was porn. <laughs> Well, what else are you going to do? on? How did they get it? If, was your phone not locked? It wasn't locked until I got the other guy's phone, oh. and then I locked it. So for however long, they were looking at porn on my phone. Harp used makeup wipes to wipe is, it off. Which is door. funny because <laughs> I mean, it's not funny, but, you know, Harp is like the best. Good, he still got that phone. Awesome Christian dude, and people stole your phone and were watching horrible porn. <laughs> yeah. And Evan, well, did you, black, told did you blacklight the the phone? No, I, I cleaned it with a couple of Lysol wipes, Lysol and makeup rub. wipe. Oh my goodness! Well, everybody, I tell you what, it's a, it's been a great, great addition here at Rum Chat. And <laughs> we wish you the very best, and I'm, you know, it, it, as weird as it seems, it's going to be cool to be there from your last performance, yep. and and maybe Benny won't yell at you. Maybe you'll get one more Benny Butler ass chewing. Yeah. Hey, that's a pretty good one, too. At least all three of you guys was getting the filming Benny chewing my butt. Well, you know what? GoPro has listening's probably seen it. The, uh, when we posted that on Rump Chat on Instagram last you year, that? so yeah. when you see that Benny of uh, video of Benny where I voice over, he's like, "Let's go right over there and have a beer." Buy right. a beer. That, he was yelling, "Why don't we hug?" Let's hug. Let's so hug. maybe hug. maybe Benny's got one more ass chewing in. Uh, and I, the last performance, can I take the life size cut out of Benny with me in the arena? You can do it. It's your last perfect. Yeah, last you can do whatever you, you, want. Do whatever you, you want. want. But uh, um, I tell you what, thank you guys for joining us. Great, great bunch of guys. It's going to be weird next year without Evan here. For sure. Um, but you know what? What a great career. And like I said, awesome to tip your hat and say what a great ride. Yeah. And, and so, get to ride off in the sunset. Yeah. Well, Before cool. we, we go, though, best friends. in all honesty, it has been an absolute pleasure. For sure. I appreciate it, man. Me too. Yeah, guys, You're a legend. You guys don't know how hard it was to get around you guys sometimes and and you guys kick my ass plenty of times and you know what, so. probably the coolest thing is you did it your way 
you didn't right. give a shit what anybody else did. Yep. You didn't, you know, you've always. I appreciate that. When everybody else was working out and doing shit, you're laying around. Oh, yeah, I'm in a Wrangler t-shirt. Remember that gray shirt? It was blue. Blue Wrangler shirt. It was the red it Kansas was. City shirt. Yeah, that's right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'm in a red Wrangler yeah. shirt now. He would, he would finish us off in a stupid ring. <laughs> but uh, what a great career. And thank you uh, thank you to Pendleton Whiskey and all of our partners. And also right now, go to redriverarenas.com. Uh, they got awesome deals on their uh, all their roping arenas right now. What a bunch of good deals. That's redriverarenas.com, the official arena of Rump Chat. And... Um, of course, uh, be sure to check out Peak Car Pro Rodeo. We're coming to San Angelo to San Angelo Stock Show and Rodeo right around the corner. It's going to be amazing. So, um, and BetterHelp.com, that's better, H-E-L-P, BetterHelp.com. If you need something, if you need some uh, therapist or a counselor, please don't wait. Get with them. And we're going to sell it today with uh, a song that Evan hates rock and roll and he hates having fun, but he likes Vince Gill. So, in sure honor... Do. Of a bullfighting career well spent, we're going to end it with a little Vince Gill. All right. Thanks, everybody. Rump chat. Without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Vince Gill. Thank you, Whiskey. Even